everybody. Another episode of Poetry Says for you. My name is Alice. This episode is an interview with Melbourne poet and academic Justin Clemens. Quick little language warning on this one. Justin and I caught up the day after Melbourne came out of a five-day lockdown. It was also the week that Facebook did its whole news blackout in Australia and the tennis was still on so that was something but yeah if we sound a little delirious in parts here I think there's really good reason for it this is actually the first time that I had got to interview somebody in person since pretty much a year ago when I sat down with Michael Farrell in a park in Fitzroy so it was just such a joy to talk to someone in person and to talk to Justin in particular who's someone whose work and thinking has fascinated me for a long time. And yeah, this discussion just goes everywhere. It's, it's sprawling, it's huge, and there's lots to think about. We talk at the start, we get into sort of this discussion around the internet, email, what email asks of us as people. And then we transition into talking about poetry through discussing Amanda Gorman's inaugural poem, The Hill We Climb. I think I make the points that I want to make here pretty badly. Hopefully you'll forgive me for that. Um, But yeah, we talk through that about what poetry gains by being kind of an irrelevant art form in some ways. We go from there into a discussion about constraint, being understood through poetry. And then Justin actually brought along a selection of contemporary Australian poets books to talk about and one of those books was mine which was really amazing and so we get into talking about poems from those books and then right at the end we get into a discussion about Paris, Paris now, Paris in the 15th century. There is so much in this so get a large mug of tea or whatever your beverage of choice is and settle in. I really hope you enjoy this chat with Justin as much as I did. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, like I said, this is the first in-person interview I've got to do since I sat with Michael Farrell in a park in March (laughs) last year. Um... And it is mind-blowing to think about how much time has passed, but also it feels like it hasn't passed. Mm. Um, it really is nearly a year, isn't it? It's 11, yeah. months, 11 months or whatever. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, I feel like I just want to start with a, how are you? How are you doing? Oh, hello. hello. Hi, Alice. <laughs> um, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Mm. I like so, no, that's a dashing of stuff. Mate, there. Well, I don't know. I think it could, we can go up from here. Surely. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I feel very. I feel very confused, and yeah, I just feel very. I feel, well, I feel very confused, and mm. I feel. Uh, I feel. I feel things are pretty bad, and I feel uh, as we as we were discussing earlier. Uh, I feel that's an objective. That is that is an objective state of the world, mm-hmm. and obviously. As one of my friends said to me, 
it's like living in a classic sci-fi dystopia where everything just gets worse and worse yeah and you know that the end is coming and in fact the end's already done mm. and you're living in this kind of interim shuffling around in this like a uh, 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 paired back restricted sort of degraded universe but completely unable to think or do any of the thing anything other than you've already been able to think or do and so the yeah just like ever decreasing circles ever decreasing circles and everyone knowing that and yet not somehow being able to 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 shatter the yeah shatter shatter the 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 practices or, or yeah. Well, that that's something that I thought of a lot over the last year was just how little slack there was given to specifically workers, like yeah. um, office workers of all shapes and sizes, um, the expectation that we would just continue yeah. um, and that not only should we continue but that it was good to continue that's right it was our duty to continue yeah and and, yeah. and i feel that we missed uh well maybe we didn't miss it maybe it's like stored somewhere but there's just mm. got to be so much like rage and grief and just yeah. stuff that's just like yeah. been unexpressed because you had to get back to janet yeah about the the Absolutely. agenda yeah <laughs> janet's agenda i mean that's before yeah exactly i'm sorry janet no i'm sorry janet. <laughs> janet's listening janet you're not that bad a person like we understand but you know you are a middle manager and it is you know it's it is rough. pretty pretty horrible what you're doing to us and we condemn you but you're fine really yeah. i guess I, I agree with everything you're saying I, I i i think i guess there's the other thing is just the absolute patent the 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 patents in uh, exacerbation of already unjustifiable inequalities is the sort of hallmark of last year so on the one hand workers you know you know workers put under like enormous pressure have to stay at home and yet have to work at the same time for instance uh, under lockdown and at the same time you know the richest men in the world becoming richer and richer and richer so uh, you know, Bezos, uh, Jeff Bezos of Amazon, who was the richest man in the world for a while last year. I think now Elon Musk is the richest man in the world. Mm. So um, uh, the, obviously we can't forget our Rupert Murdoch, uh, mm. since we're, we're currently in a Facebook lockdown as a result of Murdoch, the federal <laughs> Australian government and, and Zuck, another of the very most rich and powerful people in the world. Mm. And this this crazy, crazy international i guess global planetary situation of 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 extraction of exploitation of expropriation and of absolute absolute disaster really and uh happening happening yeah as if as if inexorably and with with it seems very little sort of countervailing countervailing force and as you say i mean just the you know the rage and the, the the confusion the hatred the 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 you know the 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 sort of impotence the envy all of the all of I guess you know uh, being forced to sort of tamp that down somewhere and it 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 it, it, it living within us somewhere mm. sometimes expressed but for the most part not able to be expressed in any public uh, in any public or, or real way mm. um, except and I guess the the only other place where it's expressed is is allowed to be expressed but in extremely contained forms or in you know mental health provisions you know these sorts of practices of of neoliberal governance where you know if you're feeling bad the the federal government sends me sends me tweets saying 
don't it's not bad to call call for help it's a hotline <laughs> to a to a drug drug enforcer basically <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i've i've been thinking the last couple of days about uh you know things are bad when you start a gratitude list and i restarted my yeah. gratitude list and i was like this this is a kind of silencing really because it's like I write down three things each day that I'm grateful for so yeah. that I can continue to do, to function. Yeah. But why am I functioning? Yeah, exactly. And what what, what, what the fuck for, right? <laughs> I always think there's a, a Theodore Reich, who was a, a 20th century a psychoanalyst. He, had, he used to say, a, a thought murder a day keeps the, keeps the analyst away. That's cool. So instead of writing like down that. things you're, you're grateful for, you should just like, just, like, just, think, I, I, just think about the way you're going to kill that, that, that guy, oh, right? That's scary. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. But maybe it's, maybe well, it's so, actually more useful. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, mm. hate, hate, so it's like a fundamental passion, right? Like, mm. the. I don't let myself feel that very much. Um, I, I, we, we've gone down a very dark little cul-de-sac there, but we're going to, I'm going to try we're and redirect clamber, clambering towards the light again. <laughs> I, I really wanted to ask you about this piece that was published in Sydney Review of Books in 2019 called Attachment Theory. Ah, uh, Yes. I just had so much fun reading it and I was trying to figure out how many sentences are in it because it's quite a long, it's a longish piece, maybe 3,000 words or something. Yes. But there's probably, do you know how many sentences there are? No, I don't. Maybe I, like 10? Yes, it's quite, some of the sentences are quite extended. Yeah. And the, the, I guess that it was trying to, it's a, obviously, a, it's, it's called attachment theory, it's about actually about email obviously attachment theory is a psychological theory mm. uh, as well um but uh in and i wanted to play on that but it seems the attachments today are like horrible attachments that people send you which you have to do work on as a you know and you know how well attached am i to my mother i don't know mm. but i'm very attached to, to these email attachments or they're attached to attaching themselves to me and i wanted to convey with that that difference that you've you've just just indicated exactly some of the the breathless uh the breathless i guess panic as a as a as a just as a as a ground operating system of most of our electronic communications <laughs> one one after another pinging in you know mm-hmm. i i mean I'm old enough to have like like gone to school where you write there. There's no computers at all, no personal computers at all. They're, they're, if every computer's fucking gigantic, right? And mm. it's in a building where people are doing punch cards, mm. right? And uh, and I went to I went to school and you know the first years at university, writing with a you know scrawling with a with a bit of um, you know like a like a, a primitive, you know, like mm. a, 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 like a Neolithic, a Neolithic guy. <laughs> right. And then all of it's a like, sudden, all yeah. of a sudden, I'm, I, you know, I'm in this like maelstrom of ping, 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 ping. And just like mm. things bombarding you continuously in a way that you can't not, you can't say no to email, right? If it comes in, it comes in. You haven't, you know, there's no way of ref- saying, I'm not going to pick up that telephone call anymore. Mm. Telephones, of course, when, you know, when I was young, the telephone, 
stones were like large <laughs> and made of bakelite and they had these like you know what I'm saying yeah. no just the, the the shock the suddenness whatever yeah. uh, and uh, I still feel that very keenly that's what attachment theory is about and why I try to convey in that <laughs> this comes in this comes in this comes in then I'm trying to do this I'm trying to do this I'm doing this at the same time and then I have to go back to this but then if I go mm. back to this before I go back to that before I do that then I have to do that so then if I mm. do that then I'm planning at the same time that I'm trying to experience or trying to manage all of this like flow and I, I think that's a very very common experience particularly among you know I guess off you know mid midstream office workers mm. like mm. of uh, you know which is a, obviously you know big yeah yeah um yeah it was it was entirely familiar to me um one of the things that really comes through in it though is that and I don't know how much this this is like a, a real sense that you're dealing with day to day, but the sense that you're letting people down at every turn. Yes, absolutely. And, um, and also there's this very strong desire to complete the tasks because there are yeah. things you want to do. You want to write yeah. the introduction. You want to absolutely uh, read the book and review it well, you know, these kinds of things. And it's like... Absolutely. It's not just a... A sense that I got that oh Justin's clearly taken on too much it's like no this is the reality like if I wanted work yes do the work that I do this is what it looks like absolutely I, I think that's right and I, I guess you the, the point you make is really uh, I guess it is really interesting to me because I love the people I mean I, I just refer to the people I, I speak about and, and those were for the most part you know unadulterated sort of in incidents of you know they, it's a documentary really oh, um, that, that, and, and you know those people are really you know are so grateful to be able to do this if you want gratitude I can't believe my luck it's really fantastic but I don't want to let these people down and mm. also it's what I guess one of the things about the the, the essay that it, it, it tries to point to is that it's precisely our, our good feelings that are being that are being exploited in order to get more out of us, and so mm. the very things that we want to do are themselves becoming uh, tools of our own oppression, and so it's we're, we're caught, you know, uh, caught by a desire, caught by its tail, is is, is the the title of the Picasso play. Um, from the early 1940s, which mm. he wrote in the war, and uh, desire, and, and that's what I feel is, is that you know, we we're talking about HR before, for instance, and and contemporary managerial techniques in these office office situations. Uh, I feel that we're be, that that these, you know, it's the good things about us that are keeping us down now, or they're the they're the, the agents of our own oppression, mm. or our own desires in this really very particular. I, I guess new new way the the managed uh, hyper hyperlinked hyper accelerated you know electronic communication on all sorts of devices the computers and the mobile phones and so on and so forth where you can't not be in in, in this constant contact and the best aspects of you are themselves mm. turn to you know the things that, are, that, that, that that contribute to your own persecution. And so you can't continue to do them completely with the enthusiasm that you would like and the time that you would like, but you can't not do them either. Mm. Like you, 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 you become a kind of, yeah. Well, you, you can not do these things. You can not respond. Absolutely. You can not check, but that goes against your impulse. Absolutely. As a, 
caring person. Absolutely, yeah. that's yeah. that's exactly right. And so it's the it's the good. So if if we just learn to be a lot colder and harsher with our own, you know, better better inclinations yeah. it's our common humanity that's being exploited by yeah. management basically so uh, I guess part of the part of the other thing that that, that I, you, you might be implying is that you know in a way what's being encouraged by these systems is just be more inhumane mm-hmm. just like literally it's, it's very important be care a, a lot less what does it actually matter you cannot do this thing actually why don't you repurpose yourself as a much better sort of entrepreneur and become a master rather than one of these slaves chasing after you know the good feelings and the the, the you know the lols and the, the the hearts of you know the electronic hearts of a of a good twitter post yeah. for instance I miss the stars. They were good. The stars, baby. The stars. <laughs> they were so good. They were so much better than the hearts. <laughs> and if you told um, young people these days, Alice, <laughs> oh, the, in my day, the stars yeah, were made of baker life. That's right. Um, the internet. I wanted to. Well, it's it's here anyway. But I was going to bring it in and um, uh, quote this little bit from. So the point I wanted to make here was that the internet and these electronic sort of communications have clearly been something that you've been thinking about for Mm. for a time because in um, book one of the Mundiad, there's a stanza that I'll just quote a little bit of, um, never-ending webs of silicon become the whole totality, the one. So even Hobbes's great Leviathan must tremble like the swollen lip of man before the new world's brave prince, principium. Um, it gets a little more explicit in the next line, so we're going to leave it there. But okay. um, it's, a fa- it's a family show. <laughs> it's a family show. Um, but yeah, I, I wonder, I was going to ask, have your thoughts, the thoughts that brought you to write Attachment Theory changed over the mm. last year? But I'm also wondering... That um, stanza would have been written in, you know, early 2000s. I, I literally, that's right. I yeah. literally, I think I, that was written maybe in 2000, 2001. Yeah. So it was, a, mm. a, I mean, uh, email had, you know, had only really been, you know, viable, I guess, for five or five years or so. And it had only, it, it was by no means in the state that we know it now. There are no smartphones, mm. remember? There's no, mm. I mean, this is kind of a, a hilarious how accelerated and, and eternal, e- eternal we are, or atemporal in the sense that, you know, I think smartphones around, you know, 2006, I think Facebook sort of hits around then, I think mm. Twitter's are all around then. It's only really the last 15 years or so when we've been in this absolute maelstrom of, mm. of what's now called social media. But, but that's what you're describing. Yes, then. that was, that was the, well, that was yeah. my, my sense of it at the time. Yeah, because, you could kind of see it coming. Yeah, yeah. I felt, well, I, I really felt it coming exactly for the, for the Neolithic reason. Reasons that I, I mentioned before. That's um, my cat entering. Oh, fantastic! Like, hello. <laughs> well, you're very, you're a very handsome cat. Hi. Um, yeah. So uh, that's what. So I had that. I guess I had that feeling. I guess I, I feel that you know people, people in the early two thousand, you know, late nineties, you know, internet, the first internet bubble, and you know, the absolute entrepreneurial enthusiasm for how great the internet was, how information wanted to be free, how things would be so much better in the kind of virtual superhighway, I think was one of Bill Clinton's sort of favorite terms of the, of the information, Clinton, information. Clinton is 
in the relationship. He definitely. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. I may, although I, now I'm, you know, all of these things just merge into one yeah. horrific sort of mo- a, a, a ball of uh, electronic, like frizzling electronic ball. So that, that all of those good things, I just felt actually terrified because mm. you know when you know the the you know maybe it's better you know Brecht once said to Bertolt uh, Brecht said to, to Walter Benjamin, you know better start from the, the you know the bad new things rather than the good old things but you know the the bad new things seem to me really you know the, the things that were being spruiked as the great new things seem to me particularly terrifying and bad new things and I, I you know I guess it's a kind of natural Ludditism that I have but but I found I found just already the pressure even though none of it was as it is today mm. just the just what that silicon web you know it's a, it's a it's a it's a net what, what do you do with nets you catch you things, catch things <laughs> and you hunt things yeah. and also you might be a spider in that you know the eye the internet spider mm. that, that that trawls the internet the the internet or do you throw or catch your reticulari like one of the the, the, the Roman gladiators who fought with who fought with nets and tridents oh. nets nets do you catch fish in nets in every way you, you turn it I think a, a net actually has a yeah it's a it's it's a it's a it's a it's a hunter's yeah it's a it's it's a hunter's tool for capturing and and trapping and killing mm. right it's a it's a it's a it's a death net every net is a is a net of death I would, I would propose to you that's a good title right um you're welcome to death net for your. I mean, your your, your latest book is the is the empty show, and it so is. maybe maybe the the death net from from empty show to death, death net. net death net. It's very good. Um, I'm going to make a really clunky segue there. So, can poetry escape that net? Is that something mm. that we can? Because I'm going to make it even clunkier by trying to work in this um this thing that I've been thinking about in researching for this interview because um, I've been thinking about clarity and simplicity and Mm. being understood. Mm. Uh, I've been thinking a a lot about Amanda Gorman's The Hill We Climb, the inaugural poem. Mm. And when I went up to Canberra to see my family, they were all so excited to talk to me about oh, did you see the poem? And at that time I hadn't because I kind of didn't have any interest in watching it. Yes. And um, I had to be like, oh, no, it's great. Yeah, it's really great. And then I did watch it. Yeah. And and what I thought about it was a a question that I kind of want to pose to you. What would it have meant if the inaugural poet had given us a poem that wasn't clear cut Mm-hmm. And didn't offer a plan of action the way that poet does. Yeah. What if she gave us an out? What if she gave us a little bit of like uh, wiggle room? Yeah, absolutely. To me, that poem felt so, I mean, not just prescriptive, but like, uh, I haven't really thought through how to say this. I don't want to be too harsh on it because yeah. like, it's an incredible performance. Yeah. But, um, it's just so simple and that felt like a bit of a like a clobbering kind of like yeah things have been very complicated and messy but here is a here is a very simple poem and now you can feel better yeah absolutely and and one that is like it was it was so sort of uh i guess 
I mean, there, there's, it, it, I think it was good that it, it happened. I don't. I think it was a, too clear a poem in the way that you suggest. And I also feel that it had that classic, very, very North American uh, uh, exhortation marketing spin to it, which is, you know, here's what we're selling. And I, I did see some... Uh, one on, on Twitter who said, you know, the whole inauguration, uh, and, and, and I think he, he probably, or the, the whatever the, the unit is that, that, that sends out these great tweets, um, do we know if they're human anymore? Like, are any of us human? <laughs> you mean the like, inauguration, like, yes, the, no, I mean the person writing <laughs> oh, that, the, the inauguration, the, yeah, yeah. the tweet, yeah. I think it's a person, okay. uh, I said, um, I'm pretty sure it's a person. Yeah. He said, you know, like the, this, the spectacle of North American, like, political celebrations, which are snake oil salesmen selling snake oil to other snake oil salesmen. Yeah, so, ev everyone knows that this is, this is all a bit spun and all a bit empty and everyone knows that but that's what we do so here I am giving you some snake oil and promising that it will deliver all this and you will take it happily and very excitedly even though you yourself know that it's just snake oil and won't and then you'll happily sell that retail that snake oil onto 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 other people and so mm -hmm. you have a kind of what, what I guess the an inaugural vortex of, <laughs> um, of, of, of this sort of in which which mm. so the, the this poetry becomes a kind of corporate you know corporate political like juggernaut in which everything everything just just is 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 all the difficulties are, are sort of a, I guess a bit uh, evacuated and homogenized and, and yeah evacuated's a good word I was going to say flattened flattened definitely yeah. yeah so I guess all of which to say like not to you know um throw shade on Amanda no. Gorman or her poem like that's not the point I'm trying to make the point I'm trying to make no. is poetry to me seems like the um uh the ultimate escape from I'm just trying to find a note that I wrote yesterday. It's not the ultimate escape, but it's like it's a place where you can get away from yeah. all this stuff. Like yeah. uh, I had, I found this, yeah, this Adrian Rich quote: "Poetry was where I lived as no one's mother, where I existed as myself." Um, That's great. Yeah. It just feels like because. It's usually not attached to money or status. Yes. And usually it's we're only talking to each other. Yes. It feels very safe and Yes. But I don't know, like Yes. Is I, that also too simplistic? I'm not sure. It, it's funny ask because because when I was, you know, like like uh, thinking about, you know, when uh, you know, after you, you invited me to talk to you and it, it's funny that what you just said was sort of one of the things that came into my mind to be aside from anything else and, you know, the the questions of you know questions of what is poetry and why do you do it and you know and and representation and publicity of, of money of power of uh, of reputation or all these sorts of things there's a you know a real uh, something something as you you you, you uh, as that that rich line has something that's just you know quiet separate not not braying not Braying itself, although poetry, of course, can do that too. But there is a, a line of, 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 I guess, very important to poetry, which is this contemplative, 
meditative, separated, quiet, singular, beyond the relations of the everyday, just offering something that, that is like, that you don't know what to do with and you can't use and isn't an exhortation and doesn't, you don't, your heart doesn't even necessarily swell and you don't even, may, you may have some good feelings about it or bad feelings or mixed feelings or not even sure what, whether you have feelings or what you've felt at all, mm. but just something kind of small or me- incredibly memorable, memorable speech like Auden says, or uh, WH Auden says, or, you know, or, or, or another, another sort of feeling altogether. But I guess in a, in a, I guess a, 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 to be as sim, you know, I guess we are being simple minded about this. And, but, but I do think that's something really real about that and something that's really great at, in a way about uh, poetry's withdrawal from all publicity and from all culture, really. It's a, you know, to the extent that it's, it's, it's quiet and mainly irrelevant, like it's, you know, almost totally irrelevant. Um, yeah. uh, there's some actually some amazing things that can happen and they're not for everyone and they're not mass necessarily, even though they're, they're, they, I see them, you know, poems being, a, you know, they're, they're, they're addressed to everyone in some way, right? A mm. poem, a poem talks to, tries to talk to everyone, even if it does it in a, you know, in a cack-handed or, or whatever, or like, you know, fumble-tongued, fumble-tongued way. Mm. It's a, Here I am. <laughs> or, yeah. If you want me. If you want me. Yeah. Like, and I guess is that the sort of thing that you're speaking about? Definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, and also sort of brings me to another point I wanted to bring up around um, there are a number of number of your poems that I read that I felt like um, worked with this idea of the impossibility of understanding mm. um, I don't fully understand I think you must be using a constraint of some form that I don't fully understand. So I, I do apologize for that, but I guess I'm interested to hear about it and interested to hear about poems like... Um, it, may, it may just be an incapacity or incompetence rather than no, no, constraints no. There's on something going on. I just, don't, I just don't quite have the... Yeah, so the, a poem I'm thinking about, um, Brief Treatise on Molecular Logology Yes, is one uh, yes. example, but there's a lot of examples of poems like that. And... I, when I was doing my little bit of research around the Khan, I was like, oh, maybe this is about the impossibility of being understood. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. I got it. I, you did, <laughs> although I, it is true. I guess, I guess there are some things, I, I mean, the, I guess the, 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 um, what we were saying before, I think there is that in poetry that I really love, which is a kind of absolute i get i'm sorry to even use these words because any lacanian would whip me for it is you know a human intimacy you know a decent quiet human intimacy mm-hmm. but uh, you know but also the uh, uh, the thing about molecular logology is I, I might have got this wrong because I, 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 but I think the whole thing is a palindrome. So if you just reverse right. the whole poem, it actually reads forwards and backwards exactly the same way. And I, I guess it is one of the things I do also really appreciate about poetry is, uh, uh, is, is people who are genuinely great experimentalists, mm-hmm. not necessarily even in, interested in the the feelings or the the the, the, the sort of intimacy, mm-hmm. but people who can really do 
incredible experimental things where just by moving the letters around and thinking about every aspect of them like mm. whether they're sonorous or whether how they look on the page what font they are where they're placed how they're disposed and how you can do literally sort of destroy just you know have something that's on the verge of meaning but destroys its sense at every turn which was part yeah, of the point yeah, of molecular logology exactly. yeah and um i i mean i guess that you know i i do see even though you know australia's you know very small and whatever and you know it's that we've got some local poets and you know who will never be heard of anywhere else i think there's some really amazing you know people doing all sorts of things with um yeah with mm. how to do things with words and they're they're, mm. they're 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 at that experimental edge in a really you know incredible incredible way any any examples we should be looking up? Well, I guess you know. I guess you know. I don't know if he's. I, I mean, I guess he's a he's a he's a Canadian initially, but he lives in Australia now. Christian Burke, if you who oh right, you know, who's obviously he quite famous. Here. Yeah, he's he's in he's a, he lives in Melbourne now. So you should probably why not interview him? Oh Alice? my god! Oh well, my we god. studied we studied yeah. Unoya in well, there you the go. course that I did. Yeah, but that that was the thing I was going to ask because I was thinking about Unoya mm. as you as you were yeah describing and I was thinking about how in our course we all talked about how even though there was this intense constraint mm. it was still beautiful yeah I think and that's I was right like, well wait a minute is that even relevant like yeah, yeah. would that, would he care I, it's well <laughs> you should ask him yourself yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know yeah. I mean I might be because that's what I, I'm very interested in at those extreme edges another person would be say AJ Carruthers right. who, who you know I thought Axis uh, you know was a was an incredible and it's like well some of this is beautiful and some of this is senseless and some of it I don't understand and some of it I think is it pretentious no I maybe I don't but but things strange things that just happen at that at that at that edge, mm. I, I think is is very very interesting. It's beautiful, but would you even care? Like, mm. and I, I sort of quite like that as quite like that as well. The experimentalism produces unexpected, yeah, mm. unexpected really unexpected familiarities. And and you know, of course, the problem of beauty is a real problem for everyone, right? It's a fundamental. It's a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really Maybe, know what else to say on that, but it's a big problem. It's a big problem. I guess, well, you know, as you, to, to come back to the question you asked before, it's like, maybe actually, maybe actually, like, you know, he's really into beauty maybe and he, he has to, pre- to and he wants, and, and maybe he has to pretend to a whole load of other experimentalisms just mm. to make it look that he's uh, like, you know, just, mm. this is a pure speculation, but yeah. just, you know, yeah, with, with poetry uh, is often the case. I think that at least I find you don't know what the heart of it is mm. and you don't know what the, what the shell of it is. And mm. in fact, they constantly mix and you think, Oh, it must be about this, but actually it turns out that's a, a miss. It's, it's constitutes of misdirection of your attention in order to get you in another way or something like mm. that. Because yeah. mm. I, I think with the molecular logology, for, 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 for instance, is you don't need to know the principle to have some, ah, uh, ah, uh, well, ah, uh, ah, uh, whether or not it works, but at least there's a, there's a sort of operation of, um, yeah. of both, of, of both a, a capture, capturing for an attention, attentiveness towards sense, mm. and then a, a con, a trying to hold you there, but con, without like a, ever, ever delivering you to just pure nonsense or to, or to pure sense as well. Like, yeah, it definitely, yeah. It, uh, yeah, that's, that is the balance that I felt I was being held in when I was 
reading it um it demands a response but then you mm. try to respond and it's like no 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 it's not i didn't mean that at all <laughs> like. but there's other poems of yours that i i found that where you do become a bit more discursive um i really loved uh this line in a poem with the title it starts the idea takes place as place itself mm. um and in part of it, you say, luckily no one was writing poetry that year. It wouldn't have come off well. What poem can compare to something like that? Mm. Um, uh, yeah, what, at the moment, are you, how are you feeling about the, that discursive mode? Are you, are you comfortable there? It's well, such a weird moment to be writing poetry, right? That's right. I, look, I, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel that, I feel that, I do have a sort of commitment to a kind of experimentalism, but at the same time, I also have this incredible commitment to a kind of infantile, infantile uh, nonsense, which may or may not be connected to the to the to the experimentalism. But then also a kind of urge to go, uh, as you probably already uh, got earnestly explain stuff as well mm. and I think that's like not necessarily a very good combination or a workable combination maybe it's but, a great combination well you know the, the most yeah. with this discursive maybe uh, I don't know we, the, 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 the most recent poem that that I had published is was uh, was in the last meandering and it was um, it, the, the 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 theme I guess was uh, it's called Journal of a Plague Year, and it's just like really kind of crappy rhymes. Like in a, it's pretty, it's pretty open. It pretty much describes what what, what was going on in the plague plague year for me, which is you know mm-hmm. sitting at home looking out the window, mm-hmm. looking at other people, looking at me, like you know that, and and just with these kind of clunky, almost you know, yeah, I'd say kind of you know child kids kids book rhymes, or even maybe a bit Gilbert and Sullivan, a bit yeah. fruity. So, you know, really I think that's where I am. I'm really fascinated by that because in, in reading um, parts of the Mundiet as well, I, I, I felt that. And, yeah, I guess I just wondered about it because I feel like it takes guts to write those rhymes and stand behind yeah, them, pretty, you know? <laughs> yeah, some of them I wouldn't stand behind anymore else, but thank you. I wondered about like that too the, because that's, uh, a, that's a book that started, you know, yeah. quite a while back now. So yeah. I wondered how you felt about it. I don't know. I mean, I think I think it's that's the other thing. I mean, I I really do think I wish I published less. Like, but then of course, like you know, it's a kind of thing. Weird thing about, I guess I don't think I'm alone in this. But this is definitely how I feel. Is like I'm desperate. If I I write a poem, I work on it. I think I love this poem. I hope other people love it yeah, too. Yeah. And then you send it out, and people, you know, you get rejections, and you get, you know, sometimes acceptances. Um, but but you know then I'd like I'm being published the excitement of that mm. oh it's going to be people are going to read it and of course no one reads it there's so much to read there's mm. so much stuff it's attachment theory people are, emails yeah. are pinging in yeah. your Twitter feeds <laughs> much there's memes on Twitter which are just so great and then of course it, it and yet like like a, you know the, the the earnest 
I guess, childish excitement that I have mm. about the idea that someone's read it, that someone likes it, that it's, you know, it's, you know, it's communicated something to someone. Mm. I just can't get over that, that feeling. But at well, the same time, you wouldn't, want when, to. you wouldn't want, but at the same time, when you look back, when I look back at some of this stuff where I was like, so pleased at the time to, to be published and so pleased with the poems, they, they like really do turn to, yeah, they turn to ashes and, and they just sound false and, and awful. And I feel, I feel, I feel sorry for myself and I feel sorry that they're, they're, they were published. <laughs> so and then brutal. I feel sorry that no one even looks at them, even though they, do, they, don't, they probably don't deserve to be looked at. So, but I, that, you know, surely all that means no. is that you've changed. Like time has passed and you've, it's, well, you've changed. Like I, I feel exactly the same way and, and probably um, in my case, I get around that nobody reads it by like writing poems specifically about real people and then yeah. sending it to them. Exactly, <laughs> that is a very good ta- tactic, and I can definitely see that yeah. uh, as a, that's a strong contemporary tactic, which I see a number of people, yeah. you know, also yeah. doing it in their their own way. Just but want just want to be read by one person. You've got to you've got to do it, and you know that people's narcissism is going to be right. this 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 one's for this you. Poems are bad, like, yeah. But but then yeah, like the relationship changes the way I think about that person might change or the way they think about me might change and then it becomes this weird monument to a specific time I I think that's right too in a way those some poems are monuments to that time that 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 are now just residual and and don't actually speak to 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 the, the the flow of life or whatever you want to say but but at the same time a couple of things about that one is that I still really I still really want to write something that's a good poem even though I have no idea what that might mean mm-hmm. right given that there's so many different evaluative there's so many different people so many different types of piece so many different places so many different positions for reading poetry so many different kinds of poetry so many different languages right there's no I mean there's no evaluative scale that would and yet there I, I still have this thing it's like at the same time there is some things that are good and like what it, and I don't even know how that would be, as I say, evaluated. But mm. I think I feel the difference for me, like mm. that, and and I, I feel it all the time when I read poetry. Which you know, obviously, I guess I read poetry every day from from a lot of different places. Mm. You know, whether it's sort of automated, where automated sites like a poem a day, or mm. a, a book, or some stuff on the internet, or a book that's just arrived or I've ordered, or mm. some other stuff. That you know, you're constantly going. You know, maybe not entirely consciously, but mm. you know, looking for for a kind of capture that you might an unexpected capture from an unexpected phrase or yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. Did you want to talk about the books that you brought? Well, I just brought a whole load of books of, of, of books of poems. They weren't all the books that I wanted to to bring, but uh, I, 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 I these are just like. Um, these are some recent books of I, I guess that they're all Aussie all Aussie poets that, that I, I brought and they were all quite they're all they're all really really different um, I actually wanted to are you okay if I do do we do we permit readings sure yeah please okay. this, well, is, this, this is this is quite incredible all right well I would like I'm sorry to say this uh, this is this is uh, your book and the the poem I, I think I already spoke to you uh, uh, that I wanted to, to read and not because it's necessarily the, you know, 
it's not necessarily the the best or my favorite poem but but it's one that like directly spoke to me because of a, a situation I guess I can a, a explain after I'll read can I read your poem is Please. that all right yeah, and, and also you know this is the other thing voice and poetry like you know is it you know you have to think about is my voice right for this poem too even though it's my only do you see you know what I mean but yeah. in the, you know because all you know how do you read a poem by someone else you know you you have to read it wow. in your voice but also their voice has to come in and inhabit yours and mm. then mm. there's a kind of there's a complex yeah, the sort contrast of, is going to be yeah. Yeah, my, you may you may hate this no, anyway. I love it. It's going to be great. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Eight minutes and thirty three seconds at a time. To the woman in seat two to twenty two A on flight QF four six three Sydney to Melbourne, who listened to Don McLean's American Pie approximately eleven times in a row. I know it must have been 11 times because that's how many times an 8 minute 33 second song goes into a 95 minute flight. I saw you reach up to stab at the touchscreen until the progress bar zeroed again. I thought, maybe this is your version of safety, but it's not as if you were swatting tears or gripping the armrest. You were reading a market insights report while beyond your blonde head, I could see Don's smiling face. It's the 70s. Nothing can go wrong. Maybe my miniaturized bottle of red is speaking now that we're 34,000 feet above somewhere west of Canberra. But 22A, I think I might stop, back, play. I admit I took my eyes off you. I got distracted crying at that scene in that new show crashing where Pete Holmes is crying at Emma Thompson crying where she says to Alan Rickman, in love actually. Imagine your husband bought a gold necklace and come Christmas gave it to someone else, somebody else. Then I saw you through the gap, reaching up, stop, back, play. In 22C, a woman with two iPhones stabbed at a game involving lining up crystals and sausages. I fear flying. I fear turbulence, faulty landing gear, hijacking, mid-air explosions. I fear it all enough to compensate for everyone else on the plane who doesn't fear these things. Stop. Back. Our screens flash. Cabin announcements in progress. Those sweet words... Ladies and gentlemen, the captain at the top of our descent. Our bodies in a slow fall towards my adopted city where everything's a friendly grid. 22A, I fall in love so easily. We survived. You and your suitcase went straight for the taxi rank. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> that was incredible. I really, you know, this... I'd like a couple of things just which are the really to come back to what you asked me about that the, the I guess discursive or open or descriptive things like you know the scene already mm. everyone can see it you know what it is but your attention to 21a or 22a and 22c the kind of lining up crystals and sausages which is horrific and then <laughs> this person who seems like not a person I would like you know normally have much to do with that would be my my middle man my manager I presume Janet. or some sort of say yeah but this is, i think janet's back to the you know the the but to the woman the like the address to the woman in seat 22a so that form of address and the, the shifts in address that the poem 
uh, uh, moves through I really really like and the, 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 the like in a very it does it in a very gentle it does it in quite a, a way that you can just miss you can just read it but then I think oh wow there's so many different different shifts and different kinds of incisions and, and twistings in, in the poem and above all just you're on a flight so there's this time and this woman is is like compulsively listening to you know bye bye American pie drive drive my Chevy to the levee but the levee was dry whatever a levee is the good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye and then having to fill up the time with this convulsive repetition she's reading a market she's reading markets insight but unless Don's there on the screen and this song is going she herself can't manage whatever anxiety she's feeling or or not feeling and just the the anxiety of being you know I have those thoughts too about like why is the plane the plane's going to crash I haven't seen the cabin crew. Why isn't the captain making an announcement? And then that sweet relief of the, yep. you know, we're about to, to land in Melbourne. And you yeah. think we're, we're not going to die. I'm we're not going to die, die here this time. Yeah. So all, all of those sorts of things. But I, I, I thought that the, the really neat sort of shifts, but also the, 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 the topology of it. You're in a plane, like you're in an unlivable atmosphere, completely at the mercy. You've got the, you're linked through these kind of, uh, virtual umbilici to the world's entertainment systems, yes. right? Like, and it's like, can yeah. you make poetry out of that? Well, that's the, that's one of the questions you asked me before, right? It's yeah. like the poem itself, in fact, is showing you I'm both super, I'm uber connected mm. in in this, and also uber, to, you know, detached. Mm. Like, or how do you detach from all of these different systems through all of these like uh, connections and being in the proximity to people you have no idea. You name them by the number, the seat number and place, right? Mm. So both completely anonymous and utterly personal at the same time. So I guess that was one of the things that I wanted to... And also because I think I uh, said to you, my younger daughter, Leah, at one stage, the only thing that she could listen to, that I could listen to, and my older daughter, Una, could listen to in the car, which we could all agree on, was American Pie. Uh So I also have heard... Fucking, I've heard that fucking song quite quite a fucking lot. Oh, uh, if you're wow. if you're part of my non-family friendly language at this point, but um, it's thank not you a, it's so a, much. Yeah. I've never had anybody read and then discuss a poem of mine like that before. I feel like quite honoured and amazed. It's just so fantastic to like hear the the even just your own personal resonances with the mm. you know that material. That's. That's mind-blowing. Thank you. Well, it's a bit, you know, some of the, you know, poetry is Velcro. It just picks up, it, you pick up all the rubbish of the world yeah. and uh, as long as it sticks to it, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's true. So, well, I thought, you know, you could, but, but hopefully you can see, like, to come back to what you asked me too, what I, you know, the, that discursivity or, or the, the openness and that descriptiveness and, and how, you know, that's one thing that can, why it can be done, I guess, mm-hmm. that I, mm-hmm. that I, that I think is, that, that. I don't think I can do that. I couldn't do that myself. That's another thing about poetry too, I think. I think sometimes I feel, I don't know how you feel about other poets, some other poets I hate, some of the poets I love, some I just pretend to love, some I'm really, really jealous of, some are, you know, and yeah, I'm jealous feelings. of that, you know, they they're, they're quite, quite, feel quite tumultuous tumultuous is that the the, the word about (laughs) yeah about and you know and some of these poets like we have no idea i'm alive other of them are my close friends i guess Mm -hmm. and none of us are ever really going to know maybe not even ourselves no what we what we think of 
Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's funny because I feel like those are the conversations that happen at the end of interviews off mic and and occasionally mm. I've been like would it be useful for this? But I think the the actual useful thing is to say some poets I love, some I hate, some I pretend to love, yeah. some I'm really jealous of. Yeah. Like it's very important that that we don't all think that like it's just me who has these yeah. very tumultuous feelings. Yeah. Uh, some people yeah. you're angry with and some people, you know, like you don't think their reputation is deserved and mm-hmm. other people, I think, wow, you're amazing. Like, uh, amazing. Um, I don't know. This is... Uh, someone. Sorry, what you just said made me think of someone who I do think is amazing who's an Australian poet who um, uh, uh, is Stuart Barnes, who... I don't know. I, th- I think he's only got one book out, which was uh, Glass Houses, which was a UQP book from about four or five years ago. But um, and, but every now and again, I just see one of his poems published or, or on the on the internet or something. And it's like, wow, you're fantastic. Like, And that's another thing I guess I have, which is the, maybe the most surprising instead of the jealousy or 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 at least at least uh, I just go sometimes just just admiration without mm. opposite and I find yeah. that a, I find that a, a beautiful and surprising affect that is not usual in my life. Yes. A, you know, <laughs> it's good when it happens. Yeah, it's like, amazing oh, I when can it happens. feel just sympathetic joy for this yeah, person. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and 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 also for, for for poems that can be quite hard. I mean, your poem for me is, for instance, the one that. That we read before is that you know is, is is um you know it's a poem about extreme anxiety that also makes me feel somewhat anxious right mm, but mm. that's a that's perfectly that's a perfectly great way of me being anxious it's much better than me being anxious to be anxious <laughs> in, in, inside inside of, that poem yeah. inside that poem even though that poem is like literally high anxiety you know, I suppose <laughs> right I hadn't thought of it that way but yeah it is it's a, it's about anxiety and it's about getting random crushes on strange women yeah <laughs> Yeah, who who yeah. you know who who goes straight to the taxi rank at the end? Or yeah. like a perfect a perfect relationship she in gone, a way. She gone. She gone. gone. She gone. <laughs> she gone. Um, what else have you brought along? Well, you know, I brought along. Like I'm not even sure what. I, uh, look, I'll look. They're, they're just they're, they've just fallen this order. The next thing I I, I I brought along is a is a book called Carmina One, which is some some contemporary Australian translations from the the the, the Latin poet poet Horace. By Andrew Rutherford, who's a, I guess a, a, a Australian critic and, and and writer, and you know there's this is there's I mean you couldn't have a longer tradition of like you know English poets writing you know uh, doing translations from the from the, the the Latin classics right so it's a it's about as well worn a genre really mm. but also one of the things about and it's a very it's a very um, you know there's a lot we can say about the genre. Maybe people like the word privilege these days and a bit, you know, maybe a bit pompous or pretentious and so on. But still, it's a genre. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's some pretty, yeah, pretty good um, versions of of some Latin poems. So I guess some of them are quite, quite, uh, I mean, how do you feel about uh, non-family? Some of them are not very family friendly. I think we crossed that line in the first 30 seconds. (laughs) All right, we're... (laughs) We're, it's over, Alice. Like, um, uh, yeah. So here's a here's a here's a rage. I guess this is a rage poem, and I think I think these are these are these are look, 
I picked it up. I, look, I, th I think, it, you know, I'll read it. We can maybe discuss it or just move on. But uh, a quis multa gratulis. Who's that perfume kid you hang around with, happily letting him stink out your private alcove's girlfriend, your hair all quaffed for him? Who's the idiot du jour? He's got it coming. He'll be in tears over everything soon enough and cursing vainly because waves can be dark. Sure, everything seems golden now. He projects and hopes and loves you, ignorant of your fool's gold. He forgets the storm. The storm is barely on the horizon for him, but I remember last week's my sopping clothes still hang from the line, waiting for a kinder God. <laughs> and so it's like a hate breakup poem, isn't it? Like, so it reminds me of some really bad pop songs by mm. Sean Mendes or somebody of that nature. Like, just very... Yeah, very bitter. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's, it's a rewriting. Yeah, of it's basically okay. they're rewriting slash translations of Horace. So I guess you're sort of yeah. meant to meant to know the originals or whatever, or uh, the history matter, of yeah. it doesn't matter at all. And it's a very sort of contemporary. You know, it's got it. Well, it's self consciously contemporary Aussie. Mm. Uh, um, uh, like uh, Aussie and in inverted commas with the, uh, um, a self-conscious sort of Aussie piss take mm. of, you know, both contribution to the genre and a, a, a certain piss taking of yeah. it at the same time and, you yeah. know, self-consciously using contemporary, you know, or uh, a phraseology and, um, and local, local scenery. So yeah. Port Phillip Bay rather than Brindisi, I suppose, or whatever. Um, but, you know... I've got a, a book by Laurie Duggan. Oh, uh, Epigrams of Marshall. Yes, yeah, that yeah. Is the, that, see, that is definitely in the background of this. Yeah. That is a magnificent book. It's so I great. can't and, tell you how great I find it either. Yeah. And it's, I mean, why doesn't, he names so many people. What, why doesn't he care? I don't know. <laughs> that that he's, book. He's out there being like, I'm jealous Absolutely. of you. I like you. Oh my God. Pretending to like you. Absolutely, yeah. they are so good. I think they're the, they're probably the best I've seen of that genre. I, yeah. I just still find them. They were published, I think, by by Scripsy. They must be yeah, like way twenty five yeah. years old, maybe mm. maybe maybe more. I just maybe not. I, I thought they were they were they were magnificent and very very memorable. Yeah, I'm so glad well. I found them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a great find of last year. Well, this is, you know, this is a good, this is a good one. I like the title, Carmina One, like, you know, and a nice little, nice little, like, uh, red and, yeah, racy. Yeah, racy, it's a racing um, cover. A racing yeah. car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So yeah. interesting. So interesting. So, uh, uh, you know, they're two quite different. Sorry, when I, I'm, I'm talking about you as if you're a, a third person now, but these are two quite different contemporary Australian poets, Alice. Like, but uh, you know, cool. the, yeah. yeah. Do, could we? Do you think we could continue, continue? with this? Yes, is please, that all right? Please, this is exciting. Uh, no one's ever done this before. Ah, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this is this is um, uh, 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 Barry Hill's latest book called Kind Fire, mm. and you know, you you look. I'll just. They're pretty. That's a beautiful title. It's a it's a beautiful title. I mean, he he's someone who's obviously he's. I mean, I, I like his other. He writes all sorts of books, and there he's kind of. I, I think he's like one of a. I think he's amazing. I think he's actually amazing and uh, an incredible, just an incredible range of 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 of, 
of scriptural talents like biographies, histories, travelogues, you know, and, and with a kind of, you know, anywhere in the world is, you know, some beautiful, some beautiful books like, yeah, really a, a very, very, very incredible, just an incredible range. But he also, these, you know, he's, he's very influenced by, by sort of Japanese, Korean, Chinese poetry, well, both poetry from all over the world. But, you know, you'll, you'll, I think you'll hear, um, all right, Love Child Blues. Today I almost ran over my first wife. She was near the curb, her hair falling silver, grey and straight when she leaned over to a dog as hairy as her dusky blue mohair coat, him touching the hockey fit calves I knew so well. Slightly bending her legs, saving her back, that lumbar region, scooping the dog into her arms, cradling it against her breasts, stepping out like an apostle, supple as she crossed the road. I nearly went by before seeing her. I'm sure she didn't see me. Old rat kept going. Her cornflower eyes I held in my mind until well out onto the highway. Ten years of our youth we poured into clear blue pools and she stood half undressed before the wardrobe the night I came clean. Naked in her cry. Why? 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 A rat would have lied and I didn't. And years later, don't you wish we'd had a love child? Way back, I'd tried to explain I was not yet man enough. Shostakovich on the tape deck, his furious strings stretching across the snowy steppe, always the highway. She was as fair as Lara then. Damn. Mm. So pretty intense, right? Wow. Yeah. One of the, yeah. I've got no way to respond to that. No, it's so, it's... You know, there's a lot, un, he, he's incredibly good at compressing in that, you know, and a whole series of extremely difficult emotions mm. coupled with acts that are, you know, a con, not, a, not at all a confession, but an analysis and, and disposition of acts that are absolutely unacceptable and yet at the same time happen continuously, not just right, the, 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 you know, and that everyone both knows about and condemns and is moralistic about and yet also participates in mm. and yet mm. constantly folds back on and mm. refuses that that's a, a good... And then no one thinks about it, right? Mm. Mm. And this, this sort of compacts all those years of both desire and accident and... Failure to, you know, you know, not run over the, you didn't run over the 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 ex, and then you know, you're the the whole the whole of a kind of disastrous love with treachery is is sort of compressed into the poem, and then all of those time spans and the the mm. the, 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 the the relationships are also sort of compressed in this, you know, like I think pretty, you know, I feel you know churning churning way yeah but but pretty 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 amazing uh, pretty amazingly done i think man i love that yeah. i mean this sounds it's like such a trite and obvious thing to say but it's just there are times when i feel like only a poem can save me from a certain part yeah. of a certain relationship or whatever yeah. 
I had a huge fight with a really dear friend at the end of last year and it, it nearly broke me. And, I, and the only thing I could do was go to this book that I had of Mary Carr's called mm. um, Tropic of Squalor. And I hated that book when I first bought it. I'm like, this is so lame. All she's doing is talking about God. And yeah. then I was in this horrible state and I went to these poems and I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God this is here. Yeah. And I was, and I, it was my turn to write a poem to a friend of mine. And in doing that, I also was able to gather enough of myself per day to do that work. You know, yes. it's like, okay, at least this, you know, and that, yes. that feels, I mean, yeah. Yes. The, the scene in that poem of like a naked woman crying, screaming, why, why, why? In yeah. a way, you shouldn't. It shouldn't be turned into a poem. Yeah, yeah. It's but a bit wrong, right? It's a like, bit wrong, yeah. yeah. But also, that's probably a good place for that well, to Well, it's like you say, Tropic of Squalor, which is an, yeah. incredible, it's an incredible title, right? And you yeah. can hate it and it shouldn't, you know, none of this should have been done and none of this should have been said. Mm. And no one's going to say it and no one's going to talk about it and no one's going to think about it and say it. You know, surely that's what that you know that is one thing a poem can do. Mm. And as you say, you hate, hated say the the car book when you you got it, mm. but there it was just waiting for you yeah. for this yeah. for this kind of crazy time and all the things that shouldn't have been said and shouldn't have been done mm. turned out to be actually a kind of salvational in its own you know in its own you know unique and weird weird way, right? Yeah, yeah. It's they just wait for you. And thank God that they're there. <laughs> Otherwise, I might start a blog or something. Yeah, it's time. To, that's right. A- anything but a blog. I mean, surely, blog. surely there's enough blogs and uh, blogs. There's enough podcasts. Surely, no one needs there's another. Podcasts. We don't need another podcast. Oh, God, like, no. The. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna read another poem now. Great. And and this is from uh, Lucy Van's new book called The Open, which has just come out. So exciting. And it, it's like, I have to, look, this is not my favourite bit of the book. It's pretty exciting. I'm, I am excited by this book. Um, but the Australian Open is, well, at the very moment that we're speaking, we've just come out of lockdown as of last midnight last night, mm-hmm. a brief, sudden, disturbing lockdown. Yeah. So yep. midnight last night, Alice. And so we're all free to go and see the Australian Open again. Mm-hmm. But instead of seeing the Australian Open, I'm going to read uh, um, I'm going to read some of uh, some of Lucy's poems Great. about Australian Open and this the uh, oh my god, yeah. And this is part one of Australian Open one. I've never been happier than at the tennis today. My son and I sitting quietly posed in our idea of gentlemen, applauding rallies and whispering out or in when Zhang challenged. Three hours in a ball and the blue plexi cushion, and show court three in silence. My heart in the final game, and as I was as excited as the kids as I joined in the boundary, holding my Sharpie and autograph pad. Alison Riss came to me first. Thanks for coming to watch. I love how you fight, I answered. Tennis is no time limit. The question, when does the match end, makes no sense. Tennis just goes on. Like other things that are real, there is no limit. Except for the violations. If you have a problem with this, you don't like the good tennis. What is a better question? Why is it so hard to be at the right place at the right time? The serve is the rhetorical question that I always answered. To the birds who sing it, song is the aggressive claiming of territory. Australia is home to the world's loudest and most varied songbirds. 
It is believed that songbirds originated in Australia. It is believed that human song developed in mimicry of birds. To watch this fight is to be immersed in the distraction. A bird slings by just before serve and is nearly hit by the receiver. My son pulls at his sock and then at his shoe. A ball kid scrapes behind a cricket. The return is a consequence. It is not an answer. A return is a territorial swoop. There's more juice on the return. I watched the neighbourhood wash by on the number one tram. I closed my eyes and saw plexi cushion blue. This racket requires tension. More juice, more return. So that's the first part of Australian Open 1. Good and God. Uh, isn't that intense? I'm feeling that creative jealousy now, I'll tell you that. There you go. Like, the tennis has no time limit. And just the, the, the move, the move, literally the, 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 move, the movement between sitting in this, you know, entertainment complex, contemporary, global, sporting, you're really excited. And then the problem of the problem of the bird and the problem of territory and the oh, beauty yeah, of the song. Yeah. And then then you're like, this these are all birds swooping and killing. There's a fight for territory, like and you know, and that's that's also a beautiful song that we're captivated by. And uh, mm. the the return, anyway, the return, the return is a consequence. Yeah, the juice, the return, uh, more juice on the return. There's more juice in the return. Yeah. Good lord. So there, I think they're four quite different different poems. Is that <laughs> reasonably great. different, right? So the, great. Thank you so much for bringing them and sharing. Yeah, them. I really look. I just really like because it's the first. You know, I think you said before this is the first time you've actually interviewed anyone face to face for 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 nearly a year. These are, you know, these are new, newish, new, newish books that I've just basically got right at the end of last year or the or the beginning, the beginning of this year. Mm. And I guess there's no one else I've seen who I could uh, talk to, to about them. And this seemed like seems like a good place to, to yeah. talk about poetry, right? Like I'm okay uh, with it. All right, I'm fine with it. Yeah, good. I I was I was wondering about that because I. Um, I think like we never formally got introduced, but I saw you a lot at at book launches yeah, in, that's the, right. in the before times. Yes. And um, prior to that, I sat in on one of your lectures at the University of Melbourne on the con, hmm. um, which was fantastic. And also, I understood maybe five percent of what was going on. Yeah. But then the first the before that the first time that I ever um saw you and and understood that you're a poet was when you were reading at sporting poets when bonnie was oh, running at the, yeah. the, um, the pub at the pub yeah. yeah and i remember that day really clearly because i think it was maybe two or three days after the paris terrorist attacks it was that's right and and i think that what happened was the way i remember it was that you had written poems of your own but you just didn't do them and you just recited poems i think in french yes yeah. I think, yes yes yeah, some, yeah. some french poems the, yeah. the 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 i i really i mean you know as you say in the before times but it like it turns out that the before times that we're speaking about you know what a what a you know every i guess century is terrifying and violent and mm. in its own way but I, I do feel that there's something you know there's something about the 21st century which is, 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 you know, I'm not coping very well with, and they're just the incredible sequence of, you know, ever, ever more, you know, 
yeah, I guess terrifying outrages about which there's there's nothing to be said. Um, and that was, you know, that Paris attack. I, I was, you know, I was desperate to ring, you know, desperate to ring my friends, you know, I've got, you know, a number of friends in, in, in Paris in particular, and just desperate to get hold of them, to hear that they were all right, knowing that some, some were there that were, you know, who were close, you know, close to the scene of the attacks and so on and so on, and just, yeah. You hadn't gotten in touch with them by the time the, you well, came n- Well, reading. no, and, uh, you know, so, you know, just all of the systems in France, everyone's ringing to try, everyone's mm. sending emails, and then, of course, you're bombarding people with, you yeah, know, are you okay, with the, are, are you okay, okay? it's yeah. just, look, I'm just trying to, you know, yeah. the last thing I need is you, is like 100,000 emails going, are you okay, when am I going to answer them, how am I going to answer them, I've got enough to... So, the, you know, the poem that I actually, some of the poems that I, I recited then um, uh, from actually a 15, uh, you know, famous 15th century French poet who was called Francois Villon, who I was obsessed with for, for years and was, you know, 50, as I say, 15th century French poet born in the, you know, the, I think the year that they, the, the English burned Joan of Arc. So not a good year, you know, not a good year for the French, but actually they're, you know, you know, taking you know they're taking back France from the from the English themselves at that time. Unbelievable, terrible. You know, uh, you know, snap winters that they're freezing. Everyone's starving. Mm. Wolves are so hungry that they're coming into Paris at the time to eat children and so on and so forth. And uh, Villon grows up a kind of semi-orphan, I guess. Becomes a scholar. Try to gets his Master of Arts at, at the University of Paris. But he's also, a, a, it turns out he's a career criminal as well. Mm. And so he's constantly being arrested by both church and state and tortured. Mm. You know, his friends are, some of his friends are tortured and executed. He himself, um, he himself disappears, you know, uh, um, and no one knows what, no one knows what becomes of him, but he's, he's presumably dead in a ditch. But he's an amazing poet of, 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 of you know, 15th century France, of a time of trouble and turbulence. as absolutely disastrous. And, you know, look, I presume at the time world ending as anything that we, we might feel. And he, um, his, his, his great poem is called Le Grand Testament, uh, just the big, big testament, which is kind of a fake will where he, he, right. he, he bequeaths to people he doesn't like things that they don't want that he doesn't have but uh like pretty he's awesome and then in the middle of these these incredible bequests right they're incredible just like i'm going to give you you know i leave you seven blows with a very sharp you know very sharp whip and then to be you know and then to be hounded into the the sand that sort of it's that sort of thing and um but in the middle of the, the, the there's these other poems like ballads and and like these incredible other poems which are beautiful moving melancholic super sweet incredible songs right and uh, i guess one of them and i am going to attempt to do it for you if that's all right but uh, you know pardon pardon my french as they say the accent is horrible as i was i was told by a french a french person i think your accident is terrible she said to me it is the worst accent i have ever heard anyway i'm still smarting as they say but like let me let me give you this 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 villon poem it's usually called uh uh um sort of uh, uh, yeah look I'll, i'll just do 
Dit moi un onkel pe florela bel romen, ashpiade ne taihi, qui fou sa cousine jemen, et chocui palon, cambriomen de sur rivière ou sur étang, qui porte autre plus qu'oumen, mais où sont les neiges d'antan. Où est la très sage lui, pour qui fou châtre et puis men, Pierre Bellade Saint-Denis, pour son essence et ossessène, semblablement là à la reine qui commanda que Beretan fût jeté en sac en scène, mais où sont les neiges d'antan La reine blanche qui, qui chante trois voix de sirène, blanche à bête plapillée à Libéatrie, à Rumbougui qui tente la main, et Jeanne la bonne la reine, quand gloire brûleront à Rouen, où sont-ils où, vieilles souffraines, mais où sont les neiges d'antan Prends un carré de semaine où elles sonnent de sept ans, car ce refrain ne vous remène, mais où sont les neiges d'antan Sorry, that wasn't as, as uh, 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 liquid as I quite as I would have, would, I would have would have liked. And it, it's called Ballad de Dante, de Dante Jadis, um, which is, you know, ballad of, of women of former times. And it gives lists of, it's basically lists of women who are famous women who are dead. And the refrain is very famous, Où sont les neiges d'antan, which is where, where are the snows of yesteryear, as Dante Gabriel Rossetti translated into English. And that's the refrain at the end. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a traditional, it's a ballad form. So there's three stanzas and then little envoi, like a shortened thing at the end, which is traditionally an address to the prince or mm. the... Or the and so um yeah it's 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 basically a a a, a very melancholic thing where where all these famous powerful women now like we know their names there's nothing left where are the snows of yesteryear where are the snows of yesteryear where are the snows of yesteryear and so just a, a you know so I, I mean, it is absolutely incredible. And even though, like, I, I clearly, I, like, like, I didn't do it justice in my in my rendition. Like, I, I think you can still hear in the in the in the poem itself just the incredible internal rhymes and you know mm. assonances mm. and just this incredible feeling that at least for me it generates, which I think is you know mm. in a in, a, in, a, in an un, unimaginably brutal and, and desperate fifteenth century. That this is this is one of the things that that came out that I, I guess I'll never quite remember properly, but I'll never never forget. We never forget it either. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and I guess it's like why wouldn't you keep trying to write something at least towards something like that? Yeah, know? that's like, right. That's why right. wouldn't you? What else are you gonna do? That's right. Um, that's right. Yeah, I I feel like we could keep talking forever but maybe it's like a last-ish question um i wonder who you reach for when you know you can't sleep and it's 3am and the Mm. the attachments are swirling in your mind if you go to the bookshelf in a moment like that who are you who are you taking off the shelf yes well i think that's you know that one of the things because you know part of my you know, my job is is teaching, and part of it is actually teaching poetry, which is incredible. Which is incredible. That is an incredible privilege. It's just un- I think unimaginably lucky. And you know, one of the things that 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 because this poet was poetry, like a lot of the poems that I teach are also historical poems. I guess so. They they you know 
they're all very old or for the most part very very old although as you, you can hear I do like I try to keep up with the young people that's right in my day there um the and and so like I know a lot of poems so I memorize like like lots and lots and lots of poems like which you know off by heart and so one of the things about that I like about that which is quite a traditional way of you know as, as Yeats says nor is there singing school but studying monuments of its old mag- of its own magnificence from sailing to Byzantium which is you know you've got to know these poems you've got to know what you you like so you better remember them so I try and you know poems I really really like or have to teach or have to really know for or for whatever reasons I do try and re- memorize and so at 3 3 a.m if I wake up every now and again I do um you know I do have to reach for some poems but I won't like like I'll I'll for the most part replay them in my head mm. and I, I would say that the 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 the, the, the probably um Villon is who I, I just spoke about before and the other one is is probably John Milton you know the uh, uh, the, the 17th century like English poet and you know uh, a lot of I mean his greatest poems obviously Paradise Lost which I sadly haven't memorized um it's but you know it's massive so what, what, what else are you doing with your time? That's what time? I think. If I had, if I had I mean, any, if I had any fucking support from I people, Alice, I would be, I would be. <laughs> that's what I would do. Um, uh, but also, his, his, one of his early poems, which is famous, which is a, about early famous poem in his his lifetime, I guess, was um, was Lysidas, which is a is a is a poem about one of his friends who died, who was drowned in the Irish Sea. And so it's a, oh, it's, so it's a, kind of like five bells. Yes, it five oh. bells. It, look, five, one mate, five bells is totally, totally in that Miltonic line of an elegy oh, for a friend drowned at sea. Oh. And you know, yet once more, oh ye laurels, and once more, ye myrtles brown with ivy never sere, I come to pluck your berries harsh and crude, and with forced fingers rude, shatter your leaves before the mellowing year. Bitter constraint and sad occasion, dear, compels me to disturb thy season due. Felicidas is dead, dead heir his prime, young Lysidas, and hath not left his peer. Who would not sing Felicidas? He knew himself to sing, and it so on and the so same. on. It it's the, the exactly so yeah. it does. That would be one thing that you know. Mm-hmm. So the, the these sorts of see, I, I, I guess also, yeah, I guess, I guess that's the that's that would be my. It's very very old, very English, very con, I guess conservative choice, but uh, but you know that's. I'm afraid that's it. Totally. Thank you for talking to me. Well, thanks for thanks for uh, inviting me, Alice. Like, yeah. This is it's so crazy. I can't believe it's been a year. I know. Look, just to be, I, I think, like, I feel a bit crazy just even talking to someone in in real life. It's so weird. Yeah. It is like, weird. I think it's worth.